Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of A World Awakening. Uh, I have two friends joining us tonight, Scott Allen and Robert Neil Marshall, uh, both of whom are uh, bright lights in the firmament. And it is my job, one of my jobs on this earth to bring you the most fascinating, uh, the most giving, generous of spirit human beings that I can bring into your world every week to lift you up and enlighten you and bring this whole world together in a place of peace and hope for the future. And so without further ado, please let me welcome Scott Allen and Robert Neil Marshall. Hi, Annie. It's so good to see you again. Thank Uh, you so much for having us. It's really, it's my pleasure. Um, you know, in terms of your bios, there's just, it's too much. Remember the <laughs> Princess Bride when um, uh, Mandy Patinkin says, um, uh, let me explain. No, it's too much. Let me sum up. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm just going to, Scott, introduce, you are the one that introduced me to Robert. Really? Introduce Robert to our World Awakening family. Well, I I really want to share Robert with you, and I'm going to let him tell a little bit about who he is, but how we met is so, so unique. 
I was introduced to Robert, I don't know, it was probably the very beginning of this year or the end of last year. Robert has had uh, a near-death experience 10 years ago. And on top of that, there were all other things that were going on in his life with past live issues and premonitions and thought he might be an interesting guest on our show, uh, The Paranormal Project here on KGRA. And so we chatted and I booked him for a date whenever it was. And around the same time, I had also booked John Zaffis on the show. He's not and- in trouble. You know that, right? He's what? He's in trouble? Nothing is that what trouble. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it fits. So, so Robert saw that John was coming on the show and he called me up. Now, here's what I don't know if you know about Robert. Robert is an actor, Screen Actors Guild, AFTRA, mm-hmm. Equity. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been on uh house of cards he's he's produced shows that have opened in the west end of london and new york and so he has some history within the theater and and not only him but his family as well so he called me and he said you're not going to believe this he said uh, i saw john zaffis is coming on your show i played john zaffis on several episodes of a haunting mm-hmm. <laughs> but we never met right never and did. he said I was in the studio, you know, being him. And then he would go on a different day and he'd do all of his, you know, pieces and narrations, but we've never met. And I said, well, wouldn't that be fun if we introduced the two of you on the show, the real John Zappas and the fake John Zappas on the show at the same time. <laughs> so he came on the show and the two of them met and, you know, and that was all fun. And and then Robert and I started to communicate and we started to talk a lot more after that. Uh, and you know what that's like. You start, you go down the the rabbit hole and and, and that's it it's deep too it is it is it very, is very he, he started asking me about the mediumship and how all of that started and then he started telling me about his near-death experience and what had been going on in his life and we started comparing notes <laughs> and what ended up happening was he said you know i really want to make a show of this i want something that you know people have done films on near-death experiences and he has one that he's done a documentary it's called back from the light right bob it's it's about the that's not about the near-death experience because obviously you know everyone says what's it like and they want to know about that did you even doctors and friends well did you see the light did you see like like, yeah so but i've i learned quickly that it was more about surviving afterwards you know people can pick apart you know what the near-death experience was and everybody's experience is so unique and so special even though there's a through line, there's definitely something consistent there. But I was more interested, like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like you talked about, Andrea, you're just beautiful. You're opening. I finally got to see all the words. And I'm I'm sitting here getting felling because just the, 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 the mission, the purpose, and like you say, what you're supposed to do, learning these things and, and how am I supposed to cope with this and why am I still here? And you talk a little crazy, as I've said, and, you know, a, a little bit afterwards. And I interviewed Dr. Mary Neal, a, you know, best-selling author, and um, Dave Bennett, and all of these fabulous people, and a woman named Yvonne Sneeden. Um, I met her at a, at a conference. She said, well, you're a filmmaker. Would you be interested? Maybe we made a movie on this. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this could really help, which yeah. ties it all into, you know, again, being where you need to be when you need to be there and figuring it all out. So, well... Now he wants to put it on stage, but it's not just the near-death experience. It's the past lives. It's the premonitions. It's the ghost story that was my opening to mediumship. Right. It is providing everyday affirmations to people that, you know, we all have a little magic in all of us, but mm. 
life is truly eternal. You know, when we lose someone, there is something beyond this. I don't talk to the dead. I talk to the living. Yes. And and there is that thing. So yeah. we started writing and writing and writing and writing, and we're yeah. still, you know, putting things together. But it is becoming a theatrical piece on stage, which we are presenting uh, just a few days after you at the Alley Theater. You're no, right. you are, I believe, and we're November 2nd at the Alley right. Theater in Middleborough. And yeah. it's really, you know, I started using the word workshop because in theater, you workshop a new play and you try it out. And then we sort of realized Scott and I were talking and said, well, oh gosh, I wonder if people are thinking it's a workshop, like they're going to take a class and they got to get up an exercise or something. Yeah, and unless, you know, so I, I'm very well aware of the, the word because I spent more than 20 years as a cast member of the theater, Rhode, uh, theater company of Rhode Island. Oh my and gosh. Uh, I mean, I've played straight plays every mm -hmm. musical we ever did um, oh i just, love it so i've been in theater uh active in theater since i was about 12 years old and when i started earlier had i had the opportunity but right. i was still learning and um mm -hmm. it is uh my my happy place is on a stage <laughs> it is it really is um uh you know what is fascinating about this as you're talking about this i'm I've, I've got uh, Ken DaCosta, Ken DaCosta in the back of my head, like, wouldn't that show be incredible to put on at the Assembly Theater in Harrisville, in my hometown, where the oh. farm, farmhouse is. It seats about 320 people. And, um, you know, we could do a before and after discussion about it. You know, uh, I mean, just develop it. Yes, work. Yes. Now yes. people understand what it is right uh what that phrase means um in <laughs> in conjunction with the development of a play right and right. uh and we will talk more and stay close in touch about this because right. i think that that would be a wonderful centerpiece for the ocean state paracon next year uh -huh. it would be wonderful that is the dream and the goal is the more scott and i talked about this and and this is going to sound corny to some, but but as as you guys know, this is part of a mission. It's part of a purpose. It's part of. It I feel more fulfilled the more I give back. And as I said to Scott, and I've said in in a, a little conversation he and I had live not long ago, when I talk one on one with people and very privately, and then certain things come up, as I'm sure happens to you all the time, and I notice Scott, you begin to feel like they say, oh, thank you, this is just what I needed, or it was just the right time. Or, and I began to recognize a pattern in my own life, and I said, you know, this is more of what I needed. For all the other production stuff, you know, that I do and things, this this is magic. This really seems to hit home. This is something where I feel the most fulfilled and that I feel like I'm being guided to, to continue this. And it's fun and it's moving. And it's for us, it's like growing up feeling like maybe we were nuts some of the time, but there was undeniable things happening that, you know, we talk about in the play. So it's a conversation as we've tried to describe it really with an audience. And, and we know that you're, many of you probably felt the same thing, but you maybe were frightened like we were, or maybe it took a lot. And I had to be hit over the head with a sledgehammer by dying, by having a massive heart attack 10 years ago. So I joke, I said, you all don't need to be hit in the head with a sledgehammer. Right. You know, we're part of the same ether. We're part of the same energy. And the more we open up to it, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir, I know. But you know what I'm saying, you know. Yeah, but we're a really cool choir. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I, 
I have got uh, a, a following second to none in the world. I mean, these people get it. Yes. They understand everything that you're saying. And, you know, as I've often said, birds of a feather do tend to flock <laughs> together. So what you're doing now is you're just like you inspired a notion in me about, you know, where do we take this? I've already projected its completion into <laughs> yes. the destiny of the project. And now I'm trying to place where would it go best and how <laughs> will film it, yeah. you know, film I love the it. actual stage play. Like so that it can go out into the world and help countless others. Yes, and exactly. That is the reason, you know, because Robert, I have discovered in all my, well, I turn 65 next Tuesday. And We're almost the same age. You know, so, I mean, I'm on friggin' Medicare, okay? I'm signed up for the picture. <laughs> this have happened? When did this happen? But I've lived long enough to understand that Nothing, um, even uh, the most creative work of art yeah. is is less meaningful, less significant, mm. less profound when it is kept sheltered. It yes. must be released into the mm -hmm. ether. It must be released into the universe so that it can touch countless minds, countless lives, because yeah. really the the common denominator we're all on the same journey and it is to expand human consciousness mm -hmm. and to shatter the illusion of separation between us this this is like a breath of fresh air like a, an injection of hyper energy andrea thank you for that because this has been part of my journey and as I said, the, for me, the volume got turned up really loudly when I was resuscitated and I came back after the most incredible experience. And it's funny because only 10 years later now, I'm actually seeing a therapist because it, I always wore it as a badge of honor. I mean, and, you know, dying and coming back. And, but you know, it's it also cool. traumatic too. But, but I'm realizing 10 years later, there was trauma. I, I yeah. nearly died. And, and that's not a bad thing. It's for me, but it's still like, I have so much I need to do that I want to do that I didn't do before. And now it's like, well, you know, you're not 30 anymore, Bob. And it's like, but it doesn't matter. Whatever happened then, everything happened exactly when and where and how it was supposed to. And now I'm here and the enlightenment is being shared and expanded and and in so many ways. And so thank you. It really means so much. And I, I wasn't expecting that aspect of the connection so th this is a gift for me so thank you thank well, you Scott. the gift is the death that almost occurred because yeah. it ultimately proved to be an enormous part of your own personal spiritual ascension and yeah. once you know i i love talking to people that have either crossed and come back or come right up to the edge mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do see, I rarely do I, um, speak with someone that has had this experience that, um, did, was not profoundly <laughs> changed by it. How can you not be? I How mean, you not be right. And I always, you know, when I come across the occasional purpose, you know, the person who says, yeah, I dropped dead. I came back. Life goes <laughs> on. I'm like, who are you kidding? Because yeah. it's not me. 
You right. know, I see right through that. Right. You can't come. I think it was the most important thing about COVID. It leveled the entire oh, yeah. playing field. Yeah. All of yeah. us were susceptible to it. No right. one had any immunity. And it was a crapshoot who it claimed and who it spared. Oh, experienced that in my life as well with others. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it changed the way we we all think and live yes. now. It, Everything. It yeah. is part of the paradigm shift. Yeah. There is no exactly. question right. about it. COVID, yeah. a novel coronavirus that had no treatment, no cure, and no hope of anything on the horizon at first. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it created a vibration of fear um, uh, around the world that literally raised, you know, the megahertz of the whole planet. I mean, fear right. was palpable. You didn't right. want to go to the grocery store. The remember back, I think. Oh gosh, yes. Well. It serves oh, us yeah. well to remember back yeah. the first few months, the confusion and the fear yeah. and the feelings of desperation. But you know what else it taught us? We need each other. Yeah. We do. Yes. What we have in common is this that we love. And when you are faced with something as counterintuitive as a pandemic, a global pandemic, right. and you realize that that moment, that realization where the, the way I can show someone how much I love them mm -hmm. is to stay the hell away from them. <laughs> right. It's right. so counterintuitive to what is essentially human in right. us that that's, I think, what, why we're seeing so much manifestation of mental illness, why we're mm -hmm. seeing so much pent-up anger and Oh, yeah. um, it, it has, I mean, that's the whole definition of a paradigm shift yeah. when something so dramatic happens that what used to be what life was is no longer and yeah. it's different and you can't even, it's palpable and, and yet you can't even exactly pinpoint what that shift is that occurred, but you know that it did. And so, um, yeah. and you've had your personal paradigm shift. And what you are bringing into the world. Well, Scott had told me that he had a, a like a three minute video um, that this might be. I have not had a chance to look at it. Um, oh, okay. so I'll be seeing it fresh, um, you know, with everybody else. But if you think that this is a good time, I'll ask our producer, Bill, if you will insert it. Sure. It's kind of what we started to talk about just at the beginning of the show. But it's a little video from a thing that Scott and I recorded and put out live but then i edited together because it's like what what is this so it was a little teaser kind of a thing i guess great wonderful well bill if he hasn't run off to you know <laughs> wherever he's probably out talking to the galactic i can guy. click the button here we go i'll do it right now here we go so this is a piece of theater this is actually yeah. a piece of theater all those things you always wanted to ask about but didn't know who to talk to, you know? And here you are, you, you have a person who has crossed into the light yeah. and someone who talks to people <clears throat> who have crossed into the light. I think that's what our project, our play is about. It's really a, a conversation about these things and these feelings and making a difference in other people's lives, each of us. And, and you know, a ripple effect, I guess you could say that we all have. And somehow on stage, we hope we can leave people with a little bit of um, hope 
that there's something beyond this world. And I think that Providence of the Heart, the show that we're doing, is that conversation live on stage. It's like it's it's a conversation. It's sort of like a cross, I guess, between like a TED talk, like a, a like a an inspirational talk with the audience, as opposed to a strict play. There's sort of a breakdown of that fourth wall where we're going to be talking, you know directly to people, but it's not a Q&A kind of a thing, but sharing stories of exactly that, these journeys of how we were motivated and changed and how we saw signs along growing up. For me, psychic things that happened to me that scared the bejesus out of me, and then I learned to accept it. And for you, as you started to see things and feel things as well, and that's, that's the link we all have, so many of us. So that's kind of what this project is about and and i know it's hard to describe it because i don't think anyone's done anything quite like this there's the conversations there's the talks there's the mediumship they're the near-death experiencers just talking about their experience this is kind of putting all of those pieces together and trying maybe to make a little sense out of it for people so for people who don't know you can see the design right here <laughs> providence of the heart and it is about those everyday affirmations that life is truly eternal. It's a bit of an experiment, isn't it? In a way, to tell our private yes. stories. And in your case, yeah. the past lives, it's the premonition. It's yeah. the near-death experience. For me, it's the ghost story. It's the right. open mediumship. And it's all these things that make people scratch their heads and say, I, I feel like maybe I've experienced some of is this. Is this real? Is this, did this really happen? How do you explain some of this stuff? But over and over and over again, you keep getting validations and you can't ignore it after a point, you know. Thank you to everyone. And Scott, thank you for, you know, being part of this. And, and thank you for, you know, putting us on the Paranormal Project radio show because it is tough to get word out when something is that new. So if anyone's watching this either live now or you're watching a recording of this later on, I mean, please do share it. Please do tell your friends and please do think about joining us. You know, it'll make it more exciting. Oh, that's marvelous. Uh, have you performed at the Alley Theater before? I have not. Scott, uh, have you been there? I'm not either. No, this will be yes. my Lorna. Lorna is wonderful. I've been Lorna talking with is. Lorna in peace, and she does casting. I did casting for Pat Moran in Baltimore yeah. with John Waters and and all of this. Oh my God, you know John Waters. Oh my God, I'm going all fangirl. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that the John Waters? Is that the John Waters from Hairspray? Yeah. Yeah, that John Waters. Oh, son that's of how, a That's how I got my job with it. Because long story short, in that chapter of my life is that I, I lived in Los Angeles and we moved after the Rodney King riots. We came back east and I have a friend who worked uh, doing temp work with me at California Association of Realtors. She came back. She got a job as John Waters' personal assistant. And then I came back and I was working for this festival that I ended up recently leaving after being executive director there for several years. So I could go back to this, to do this, my creative life and my real journey. But it was a good process. But she, she said to me, um, you know, Pat's looking. I said, I might need to get some extra work. She said, well, Pat's looking for an associate, you know, and, you know, she had, would, had done The Wire and all of these things. And we were about to do Game Change with Julianne Moore and Ed Harris and for HBO. And I was a casting. We won an Emmy for casting. Pat's name is on it, not mine. I was the little guy on the totem pole, but my blood and sweat was there. And then we did season one of Veep, which actually was filmed here where I live in Maryland. 
It, right behind the movie theaters, there's these warehouses where they had all the sets. They filmed it right here, of all places. Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Armando Iannucci, all of that. Mm-hmm. So, but Pat, yeah, John Waters, that world, that insane world. Oh, he's amazing. He's <laughs> not from this planet. I'm <laughs> I am certain. I know an extraterrestrial when I see one. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. So, you don't know how true that is, having worked in that office. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, you know, having worked in, uh, you know, I, I play, like, I don't know how many instruments, proficiently seven. Brilliant. Um, was, wow. Uh, nobody really ever had to teach me how to play them. I was born knowing how. I was a professional singer for many years. Uh, okay. My creative life is... Um, it just uh, so blissful, so splendid. Every moment that I'm either writing a book or I'm mm. performing uh, and putting that energy out into the world with such love in my heart. Mm. Uh, and then I, uh, I got to a point where I just, I didn't want to play others anymore. Yeah, I wanted to just be myself and tell my own story. Yeah. But, as you said, everything that preceded it prepared me for this. For that moment. And isn't that the journey? Oh. The journey is the destination, is the journey. It is all one thing. It is all wrapped up together. Yes. And you just get to an age. You get to a, a you know, not just the age of reason that we attain, <laughs> generally between, you know, 10 and 13, Uh, 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 an awareness of our own consciousness yes yeah and and how powerful it is yeah and how we can put out our creative energy into the world and how it inspires and changes others so i applaud you both of you and will do everything i can to help you get this project launched out into the world thank you andrea wonderful and uh, I got other projects too, you know, maybe now that I know that you're also an actress, maybe you, you do some readings if I have some stuff in New York or something coming up. Yeah, I'm an old Yankee swamp hag. You don't want me. Yankee <laughs> <laughs> <He's> swamp <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Uh, but, I do but all of these things are this usually, but, you know, tonight <clears throat> after moving all day long and sweating, oh my God, it's oh. so hot down here in Florida right now. You know Scott. He comes down and like, yeah. And my like I said, my mom's in uh, in Hallandale Beach. She's down there mm-hmm. uh, as well, not too far from that. And uh, with the weather and the humidity and all that, it, the leaves are yeah. beginning to change here in Maryland now. You know, so it's still 70, 80 degrees sometimes, but it's yeah. Don't seasons talk are changing to me with with autumn. Don't. No. I mean, at least Sorry. I at least I get to go. You know, that's one of the the things that's beautiful about what I do is. Mm. You know, I have a home in Florida. I have a home in Georgia with my mother and mm. my sister. Um, I'm around uh, the country all the time. And so I don't feel robbed of the seasons. Right. You can, but you can I, come and go. I can experience it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I've shoveled my last snow. I can't believe that. <laughs> they say it's going to be bad this winter too. Where it's, I'm hearing because we were we barely had any snow the last couple of years. But I remember the times when the cars were buried, and I think we might be in for that this winter. Uh, 
you know, dog is a good chill down right now. So yes, yes, I'll take it. Just blow the wind south. I'll take the nice cool Just breeze. The <laughs> Eat the snow. <sighs> oh God! So Scotty, yeah. Um. Well, you know I love you dearly, and you oh, know that you know we have a very special connection. I don't know, uh, uh, Robert or Bob, if you prefer. You know, I don't want to be too formal. No, no, but people call me Bob. Robert's the the union name, but I'm Bob. Yeah. Bob to my friends and family. Um, Bobby to my mother sometimes. <laughs> people call me Andrea and Annie, and. Um, Believe me when I tell you, I've been called much worse. So you know, <laughs> have at it, have at it. Oh, when we're together, like privately, yes. Ask me, I'll tell you. Oh, my grandfather used to say, "Call me anything, just don't call me late for dinner." Late for dinner, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But, you know, Scott and I um, met. Uh, uh, did we meet before we went to Scotland? We met once before Scotland. But, you know, it was one of those mm. things. You were standing at the Paracon signing your books. I said, hi, you signed yeah. my book. And we took a photo and that was it. And then after that, we were, you know, I was call, hauling your uh, 50 pound bag up hills in Scotland and that was, <laughs> <laughs> staring for extra, you know, staring, looking for extraterrestrials up in the sky, you know. Well, if there's a dead body in that bag, what do you expect it to weigh? <laughs> well, you know, you know, I don't know, <laughs> probably a lot more. More than 50 pounds. Yeah. 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 Oh, gosh. Well, I was partially dismembered. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I just thought I needed. I didn't know where we were going, Scott. I didn't know how many hours we were going oh to bring all the accoutrements. I had to have the coat. I had to have had the, to have it all. The journal. I had to have the camera. I had, you know. And, and what we said when we left is, you know, we have to go back. <laughs> we have to go back because it was amazing. And I don't mm. know that you've been. I certainly have not been since. But uh, people I know have been, and I'm. I, just beautiful just beautiful it doesn't even look real it doesn't even look doesn't like look real this planet it yeah. is the most amazing place i've ever been and then this past uh june or july i can't remember i uh went uh on an alaskan cruise with amy bruni and adam mm -hmm. oh my god and you know she's she you know how she got me to go on it because you know i do have uh, you know, I'm partially human. I have my own fears too. And, and, uh, I just, I was traumatized by the Poseidon adventure when I was a kid, you know, the one with Shelly Winter. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely fucking traumatized by that <laughs> film. And so I was like, you know, she's asked me on, I don't know how many cruises. And I said, you know, Amy, you know, I don't do the big boats out on the big ocean. And so when she called about that, I said, uh, well, would I be able to see land the whole time? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no. Liar. Li yeah, no, Liar. you won't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. But what I did see 
were orcas playing with humpback mm. whales mm. on the side of the ship. Mm. Would I trade that for anything? Mm. No. So, you know, it's, you know, you still, you get past your fears in life if you can yep. them. Right. You know? Yeah. And, you know, that's, and that's part of, you know, going full circle back to what we were talking about right. in terms of fear of death. Right. What I find is the people that I've interviewed that have had near-death experiences, if they were afraid of dying before they had the experience, they no longer have any fear of death at all. None, none whatsoever anymore. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. And people talk about, I, I joke a lot, but I talk about people who worry about things all the time. They're like, but what if this and what if that and what if that? And I said, look, you can choose to go left or right. I've said you can choose to make a decision at a certain time, but ultimately the universe is going to take you exactly where you need to be by mere fractions of a second that will say whether you live or die. And there are many examples. I'm actually talking about this in the play, but right. I joke and my friends are horrified. I say, what is the worst possible thing that could happen to you? And they look at me like, well, I go, been there, done that, and they're like, oh, you know. Yeah, but it's, it's true. Awesome. It really it's is. True. What do you got to worry about? What's the worst? The worst thing that could possibly happen to you ultimately when it's our time is the most extraordinary thing that'll ever happen to us. But mm -hmm. I say I've got a job to do. While I'm not afraid of it, I'm not in any hurry <laughs> by any means. Because yeah. my friend, some people think you have a death wish, and I'm like, no, no, not the yeah, opposite. I, I had, to, I was told why I had to come back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got things to do, and that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And but but when when it is my time, whenever that is, I I get to go home, you know. And I don't mean home in a in a particular religious way. I just mean back 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 to the center of the life, yeah. whatever you yeah. want to call it. Well, I know um, I know where my home planet is. Mm. I've been there. I've mm. been off planet several times. Mm. And uh, it's absolutely extraordinarily beautiful. Mm. And uh, I'm not afraid to die. Yeah. I have no fear of it. I don't want to hasten my own demise. Right. Uh, I would just like to leave the best impression mm. on planet Earth while I'm here and spread as much light and love and you know, the, the word unity is so grossly overused and inappropriately used in so many ways. But it really is, I think, should at least be considered an end goal for us that we ultimately as one human race and all living beings on this living, breathing rock healing you know and reeling through space is uh the realization of oneness not only around this planet with each other and all its creatures and its life forms but oneness throughout the universe yeah. and that might be a lot you know i mean scotty when we stood on bonnie bridge yeah and your son called from Massachusetts and said, Daddy, look underneath the trees at the cows and then look up. Okay, a nine-year-old calls his father in England and in Scotland and tells him where to see the extraterrestrial vessels <laughs> at one of the hot spots in, in Scotland. But I mean, we life is full 
of yes. magic. Yes, exactly. And what was on the other side of that bridge when we got there? A field with cows under trees. <laughs> and we looked up, and, <laughs> you know, and, and there were the Blackhawks. Remember? I mean, geez, Louise. Oh, God, I got chased all the over. The men in black. They, they were all over the place. <laughs> oh, my God. Three times, Three times, and then we got chased down by a man, men in black car. Yeah. Oh, geez. It was I don't know long. where it came from, how it got yeah. there. My wow. reputation precedes me, apparently, uh, <laughs> with what I do. Um, but uh, that's okay. You know, I'm perfectly willing to share my experiences with anybody. And if they're that curious, then yeah. you don't need to be taking our pictures over our tour bus from Blackhawk helicopters hanging, you know, what, 200, 300 feet in the air. I mean, they were right over us or chasing us down on ancient church roads. Right. Uh, you know, just get out and talk to us. And all of us, anybody that had had experiences would have gladly imparted them. You know, that's we're 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 operating, I think, in a in a world where we need to change the narrative. Yeah. We need to change. We need to collectively change our minds about uh, our intentions about this planet and each other and um, make peace, make it happen, create peace right. in the same way that you're creating a beautiful manifestation of your story in a stage play. Uh, I think that's extraordinary. And I applaud your efforts because I've written plays. Mm -hmm. I've written and put them on. I know how much work it is. I know how yeah. hard it is. And it truly is a labor of love, Bob. And <laughs> all, oh, yeah. the credit, all the credit. Thank you. And, and you know, it's funny because I, I reflect back on this going back to our childhood in, in our own ways, in our own stories, and then combining them and how we, you know, when, when, when do I tell part of my story? And then how does it reflect to Scott? And then we go back and forth and where do we play together? And we'll take on roles in each other's lives where we'll take on some characters and thing, you know, and working that in, but reflecting back on our childhood about the things that we are just taught to believe and, or the poo poo or the disbelief about certain things, even when it's right there in front of you and, and how long it takes, depending on where people live or where they are, or what point of reference or where their journey takes them to realize that there is something more that you're not crazy for thinking these things. I mean, I, I talk about it at one point, I'm, I'll, I'll leave it for the play, but I literally at 17, after certain things happened to me where this began, this, I, I literally was sitting in my mother's bedroom with her. I left my body. I'm floating over a body of water and I saw a plane crash right in front of me. And there's a lot more to the story, but I told my mother, I saw this plane crash. Well, you've got a vivid imagination and you and airplanes. And guess what? It actually happened and it's documented. And I talk a lot more about when and where and how, but this, I mean, it freaked me out because it was absolutely real. It was absolutely solid. It was unmistakable. And the absurdity that this could actually have happened when it comes on the news later that same night, I'm like, you can't write this stuff, you know? Yeah. No. But it's real. <laughs> it is. It's real. And, and what people uh, need to understand is that um, our metaphysical lives are equally significant to our physical lives, to right. the physical space that we, you know, consciousness is everything. Consciousness is, is our perception <laughs> of all existence, not just our own. Mm -hmm. 
And if we're all tapped into the same divine mind um, and we each tap into this soul, um, and I think of them as you know, singular entities. <laughs> Not you have a soul, I have a soul, they mm-hmm. have a soul like Oprah. You get a car, you get a car. No, <laughs> no, it's not like that. It's like there's a soul at, at the the core of consciousness. Yeah, and that each one of us individually is a living, breathing manifestation of it. Yes, uh, on this planet um, and elsewhere in the universe. And when you start thinking in terms of universal concepts, you cannot help but expand your consciousness. You cannot help but, and a human consciousness expanded does not retract. You know, it's it's not like a cat pulling its claws in. It doesn't fit back in the box again. It doesn't go fit back in the bottle. (laughs) It's out. Right, right. So, uh, but the thing is, Bob, it's for me, the courage to tell your story <laughs> is everything. And Scott, you know how I feel about that because you and I sat in the middle of Sterling after we'd gone shopping together, which was lots of fun. We got good stuff. And we sat and we talked and we talked and we talked. And I said the same thing to Scotty. Mm-hmm. You have tremendous moral and emotional courage to share yourself in such a, you know, a personal intimate way with all who you encounter. It does take a a rare and special individual to live that fearlessly, to Mm -hmm. not really care what, you know, how other people's judgments or assessments or whatever, because the imperative is to share this extraordinary phenomenal part of your life experience. And then, like you said, the ripple effect, Yeah, you know, the metaphor for this show, you saw it in the opening credits is the pebble in the middle of the bond. That's what I was shown. One of the things when I was dead, literally I was told, and again, I'll talk more about, I mean, keep doing these teasers, but I don't, I want to share the story, but I want to, don't want to share all of it. Right. Is, I understand. You know, but is that I was shown why I needed to come back. And I was literally shown as part of my, 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 my experience, why I had to be on the planet, because everything we say, everything we do in our own individual way is exactly like that. We are a pebble in this massive you know, cosmic pond, and that there were people that wouldn't be born if I wasn't back on the planet when I was a child, and if I weren't weren't here. Right. And I was shown this as for you still got to keep dropping those pebbles in the pond. You still have to create those ripples because there are other people counting on you, their souls and spirits and energy, and humanity waiting. And that doesn't and it doesn't sound like it's not ego saying that because I no, said we I all do that. We all. No, but it's true. And and if I can interject, I mean, this Please. comes through in readings, uh, you know, almost, almost daily. People will come through, a loved one will come through acutely aware of how their life has affected people, both good ways and bad ways, depending right. on the situation. And I think they come through with this love in their heart. And and sometimes it's an I love you. Sometimes it's an I'm sorry. But I know how everything I did from the moment I came into this world has affected everyone else. I think we just become acutely aware of that. And so, you know, it is that ripple effect. It is that ripple effect. 
Well, it's the frequency, it's the energy itself, it's the literally the wavelength that we not only emanate, but then we ride. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's uh, it seems so complicated and so convoluted, but I think ultimately it's not. It's the opposite. It's very, very simple. If you go back into you know, just academia and you study, as I had to, to get a degree in philosophy, all the major religious texts that have ever been uh, generated um, throughout the course of human history, they all have one singular message that appears in every one of them. And some people call it the golden rule. I like to say, do unto others as though you are the others. Because mm. to someone, you're the others. Yeah. And it's right. that kindness, that generosity of spirit, that uh, eternal optimism, that hopefulness, uh, the ability to, and the desire to inspire yeah. is the best of us. Mm -hmm. And so I am very excited about your project. I wish I was going to be there just in the nick of time. I'm going to be on a cruise ship in Boston while you're doing your oh, show. Oh, my gosh. Really? Oh, and, wow. Um, well, there's this cruise ship coming in from England, and I have a huge following in England. Yeah. And they're doing mm -hmm. a paranormal tour of the eastern seaboard, and their wow. port of call that day is Boston. So I'm going to hop skip it from the farm in Rhode Island I don't want the cruise ship. You know, I lectured for 10 years for Cunard as Cunard Insights on the Queen Mary II and the Queen Victoria, all of that. It was one of my passions and ocean liners and part of my history as well. And I love it. So I totally, totally get it. And and I, I gather you're kind of hooked now, even though you questioned it in the beginning. Yeah, but I'm really happy that it's going to have its anchor down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I am. Uh, you know, I spent 24 hours of an eight-day voyage. So sick, I couldn't lift my head up. Oh, no. Oh, so, gosh. I mean, yeah, that doesn't make it fun. Northwest Passage, and it was like, you know, like this. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I really suffered. And, you know, of course, they were kind enough to bring four. Uh, Dramamine tablets to oh, my, no. my oh, stateroom, um, mm -hmm. but there were no instructions. So I thought they were like aspirin. I ate two. Oh and no! Hours <laughs> later, I ate two more, and then I think somebody woke me up about twenty-four hours later. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Uh, you yeah. know, COVID almost killed me. So you know, that was just. Uh, an unfortunate turn of events, but yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's all. I mean, it gave us something to talk about in terms of. You know what, Bob? I need uh, Scott your your mission, and it's not like you get to choose to accept it. You actually have <laughs> to do this. Okay, you are going to. Yeah. I, we talked, and you told me about Bob, but I didn't get to meet him in advance. And now I need you to give him my personal cell phone number. Just I'll do that for you. Sure. Oh, thank you. I will share it and can, and preserve it. Thank you. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to try to get down on the 29th because I really would like to see you in person. You know, every time I see you, it's it's at a tables. You're signing somebody's book. You're, well, your book, you're signing books for people. And, and, you know, you never have a chance to really talk. But I'd love to come and see you because I haven't had a chance to. 
be with well, you really since I you know, know it's been too long and you know the Abbey Theater is wicked haunted it is mm, oh, is it? amazing <laughs> the alley oh, is really oh oh gosh it really is so you know as soon as I walk in they're like oh she's here she's here you know <laughs> and, and there's this this woof of energy that yep. comes and uh yeah and Lorna is uh I'm we're very close friends and she She's been amazing. Amazing yeah. woman. She really is. I mean, there are not enough superlatives on earth in this language or any other to describe <laughs> her. Uh, so, yes, I would love it. I would love it if you could come. I would uh, very much love to see your production, but I know that I will. You will. In a odd way. I, I know okay. that I will and that this was part of it. And when the time comes, you know, I... Let me tell a couple of hundred thousand of my closest friends about it, okay? <laughs> my pleasure. I can do it with a point and click. I love it's it. Really easy. If it's yeah, meant to be, you know, it's like you were saying, if it's meant to be and it's serving the right purpose and it's part of the the, the larger energy, that then uh, thank you. It, it 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 all comes together and everyone will. And I know she hasn't mentioned it, Robert. I know she hasn't mentioned it, but Andrea just had another movie come out on Prime. I haven't seen the latest one about the post. That one I need to see. But the I saw the first one when it, the day it came out on Prime, and it had to do with near death experiences and and beyond the grave. Beyond the grave. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then my latest movie is We Are Not Alone, and uh, it's it's uh, I think of. Uh, a very uh, intellectual, but also a very emotional treatment of uh, our interaction with uh, the galactic family, extraterrestrials, and my experiences with that. And it's got Stephen Greer and a number of mm. Adam Curry, who is brilliant beyond measure, mm. uh, a really good cast of people. And uh, one of my uh, close friends who is a ufologist, who has seen virtually every documentary ever made on <laughs> the subject said uh, to me that he thought that it was the best one yet because not only did it impart the message, but it makes the viewer care about that message. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the emotional, right. that's the class. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the thing that it's what we need to achieve. Let it not just be an intellectual, cerebral exercise, right, right. but let it become a matter of the heart. Right. right. So, oh, yes. I'm yeah, definitely it, checking it, it out. That's yeah. great. Congratulations. It's, thank you. I I mean, I've been working on these films for the last three or four years, and mm-hmm. now they're all coming out one after another. And it Listen, seems like and I know how long it takes. Them off, you know, and it yeah. does. It. And, you know, we had to do it under COVID protocol and, you know, keep mm-hmm. everybody their distance and still people got sick and you know it was uh it it was arduous but you know what uh what in life does not present i mean my show just before this show yeah. is called soul school and the whole premise of it is that you know earth and our life experience is uh soul school where mm-hmm. we learn to live and love unconditionally where we grow and and virgin and become our best selves and if you know but unfortunately unlike you know conventional school the test precedes the lesson (laughs) and so you're confronted with all of these obstacles and what is it that makes us stronger and wiser 
and deeper and more pure of heart than overcoming these obstacles. So I have all faith in both of you, gentlemen, <laughs> that you will accomplish everything that you set out to desire because you see in the grand scheme of things, all that's really happening is that you're living into your destiny. And the more you share, the more, yeah. the more you get back. And, and, you know, you say you're brave for sharing. I, I think, I don't feel like we have a choice. I think sharing is what it's all about. I mean, yeah. I, I would not do that. I want to share. I want to share the stories because I think there are people out there who can take these little nuggets. They may not be the same story, but mm -hmm. there are moments when people say, you know what, that's happened to me. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe you brush it off. Maybe you feel like it was a coincidence. No, it's all part of that realization of oneness that we discussed. Right. And, but, you know, bear in mind that you do have a choice, Scott. Right. It, it, I, when I talk about your bravery or your courage, that means that you're living fearlessly. And mm. many, many people live their lives consumed with fear, letting fear dictate their choices, their decisions, and their actions. And mm -hmm. when, like what Bob experienced, brings you to the brink of your own mortality and you, and you come back and you have no fear left, that's when you are at your most powerful, I believe. So, yeah, I think a lot of people just, you know, pull back and try to, you know, live in their little cocoon, their little eggshell in right. their three-dimensional space and think that that's everything when everything else requires breaking out of that shell. Well, you know, if I can yeah. just say, too, two weeks ago, I was in New Jersey for a week. I did this very intense um it was a, a mediumship mentorship kickoff, but it was a lot of meditation. And there were probably about 15 or 18 uh, mediums there at different levels. And it's really interesting because some were trying so hard to come out of the psychic closet. People thought they were crazy. People told them they were, they, they had lost their minds. And then there were others like myself who were just doing it. And, you know, I'm, almost 60. So I don't care anymore what people think. If they don't like it, it's too bad, you know, but there were other people there who, who, who felt very judged and were unsure how they were going to be able to live their truth because they couldn't face the people in their lives that they thought that people would think they were crazy. So there is that element to it, but yeah, they were, that they will were always be there. And yeah. that's why um, one minute, Bill tells me we have one minute. Oh, he told me we had five minutes and I completely ignored my producer four minutes oh, ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, don't worry, he's used to it. Um, <laughs> now he's going to put LOL in my private chat. Um, <laughs> Bill, I love my producer. He, he makes this show a, a joy to do. Um, well, I'm just going to have you both back on. Because we're not done with this conversation. We're not done, no, by any means. I'd love Can it. I just say, though, if people do want to come, providenceoftheheart.com. Or if they're familiar with me and my website, mediumscottallen.com, you can go there. It's under events, and you can get tickets there. Well, tickets are only $25, but just because we love you and everybody that's on your show, if they use promo code POH10, they'll get another $10 off. So it's only $15 to come in and see the show. 
because we really want to get the reactions and we want to have people in an audience. The feedback yeah. of an audience to tell us. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Oh, oh see now that's oh he's got that. how good he is. Thank you. He, oh my gosh. He is there. He's not off making a couple he's, <laughs> he's actually participating. <laughs> there you go. Bill. I love Bill. Look at look at these handsome gentlemen there. <laughs> I know. Look there at those go. handsome dudes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um you're just both uh um such a pleasure to have you as well i'm so glad we finally got to meet it took it took till now it took us 60 some odd years to meet but we finally did right darling it's just the beginning of a beautiful (laughs) there you go name that film like yeah no i'm sorry that's too easy that's too easy (laughs) so uh let me just uh say good night to all of our viewers thank you for joining us and remember no matter what, no matter what you face in life, always be the beacon, be the light you seek. Mm-hmm. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.